Welcome to the Arts Entrepreneurship Podcast, making art work. We highlight how entrepreneurs align their artistry, passion, and vision to create and pursue opportunities to capture value in the arts. The views expressed by guests on the Arts Entrepreneurship Podcast are solely their own and do not necessarily represent the views of the podcast or its hosts. The appearance of a guest on the podcast, the venture they represent, or reference to any product or service does not imply an endorsement or recommendation by the podcast or its hosts. The content provided is for entertainment and informational purposes only and does not constitute business advice. Here are your hosts, Andy Heiss and Nick Petrella. Hello, Arts Entrepreneurship Podcast listeners. My name is Andy Heiss. And I'm Nick Petrella. Anna Kelberg-Kim is our guest today. She's a Cleveland-based attorney who specializes in entertainment law. We like to interview attorneys from time to time because artists and arts entrepreneurs will at some point have legal questions about their intellectual property, contracts, licensing, business entities, and so on. Anna's been practicing law for many years, and I know we'll learn a lot from her interview. Thanks for being with us, Anna. Hi, Andy and Nick. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited for this. (laughs) This is part two of our interview with Anna Kelberg-Kim. So I've used work for hire agreements in the past for some translating and some other work I've, I've needed for books I've written. Do you recommend that those in the arts use work for hire agreements all the time, no matter the relationship between the two parties, or are they not needed in case of close friends? Um, I personally like work for hire agreements in certain situations. Um, it it's a pro-author agreement, mm-hmm. pro-employer agreement. So if, if you're commissioning the work from someone else, uh, you, under the work hire agreement, you essentially become an author of that work. That artist relinquishes the rights, the ownership to the work that they created. So it's, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so say I wanted to have something I wrote translated into Russian and I mm-hmm. contacted you. Yes. I would send you a work for hire work agreement. Work for hire agreement. You don't have it. So, but you would use that most of the time, all the time? No, not necessarily. Okay. Of, of course. I mean, with me, I can claim the if it is not work for hire agreement yeah i can claim that i own the derivative version right of your text right but you don't want me to own the derivative no. version of my text so work for hire agreement would be great for you yes but it doesn't necessarily has to be that way if you work if you're jointly writing a book with somebody else and you would like that author uh, co-author to show to have the name on the book as well or on the song it's not a work for hire agreement right sometimes it is beneficial right specifically work for hire so i need something done typeset whatever if i guess they still do that um the thing that came to mind was translation so you're translating this work it's my work i'm paying you to just translate it you have no claims to it I, under the work for yeah. hire agreement, I don't. But if yeah, it wasn't correct. work for hire agreement, I would. It's yeah. like 
it's like copyright has to it's it not not the best example but let's say music copyright has two music piece work has two copyrights composition and the um and the recording so there could be many different recordings and there could be many different ownerships to that particular recording yeah okay so i guess really what i'm wondering is so you're saying you wouldn't necessarily do it all the all the time when you when you have when you ask the question even between friends i mean mm-hmm. it's you don't know if that friend is going to be your friend in a year exactly <laughs> Especially, especially if you start making money, right? Right, yeah, and yeah. right, and work for higher agreement. You cannot create, sign, create, and sign work for higher agreement after the fact. You mm-hmm. have to. The work for higher agreement has to be signed before the inception of the project. Interesting, yeah, because yeah. it's grins so. and giggles until we write the next Harry Potter. Right, and then you go yeah. through. All right, your friend, let's say, presumes that he is a co-owner of of the. Of the work or the song that you wrote, and also maybe rightfully presumes because there was no other agreements between you sure. two. And yeah. in order for you to claim ownership, you will have to go through the transfer of copyright from him to you or her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a lot more complicated process. And yeah, try to get a transfer then from try to get an agreement from your friend who is not your friend anymore. So it's business is business, friendship is friendship. You know, it's that's how I look yeah. at it. So just prudent to to do it if you're going to get yeah, it done. It, yeah. Okay. Exactly. And, and could that just be a simple uh, email back and forth? Like, hey, we're going to do this together. Here's here's how we're going to. No. Here's here's the arrangement that we're going to have. Uh, for if you would like to create a split sheet between the musicians, yes, it's fine. You can do it at any time. But for work, for hire agreement. It's not yeah. an email. It has to be a contract that actually yeah. says work for hire agreement. Yeah. I'm just thinking about all the, you know, it happens all the time. A friend of mine is a graphic designer. They're going to make me a logo, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's all good. You know, every, there's no agreement other than, hey, would you make this for me? But what you're saying is, is that that graphic artist could still has uh, ownership of that. Could license. claim it if unless there's, there's could claim ownership of it unless there's some written agreement between them that's stating otherwise. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Or he yeah. can license it out to you if he has a stack of them. You know, it's, sure. <laughs> which is fine. Right. Under you yeah. can, can the license can be in perpetuity. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so that is after he, Andy's basis becomes um, you know uh, multinational. You're base out of the company, and then my, my, my friend who designed the logo says, wait a second, you never even paid me for that. I did this because we were friends. I'd like to have some, you know, I, I'm on the hook. I'm legally obligated to probably figure something out, some sort of arrangement. With at, that at that point, point. yes. Yeah. The, it's the best case, in, right, the best case scenario would be the licensing. Right. Uh, the, yeah. No, I'm sorry, not, not the best, the worst. The best case if he would... Um, Transfer the copyright to you. Just transfer, which is so yeah, yeah. So I don't have to worry about any future uh, obligations to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a, a well, lot I, of, I would imagine. I would imagine every not every. I mean, most scenarios you come across, there's some sort of yeah, something variable. different, something always. variables, always some some little like oh, I've never seen that before or yeah. something like that. Exactly. Yeah. You always learn. Always, cool. always yeah. learning. Yeah. yeah. 
something I talk with my students about a lot is being ready for success. So if they are a graphic designer or something, um, and they're out talking to people, maybe trying to get a client, like be ready for that client to say, okay, let's do it. Um, what sorts of things should, should I have in place if I'm, if I'm, if I'm going to do that? Oh, I'm so glad you're talking about this to your students. <laughs> yes, yes, it's especially in the in the very beginning of their career. They're looking for opportunities and there's so many oh, I don't want to use the word. <laughs> um, unhealthy opportunities. <laughs> sure. That come their yeah. way. Um, and they jump on it, they don't they think it's great. Oh, we're getting signed. We get, you know, the word signed, and this, this oh, that, yeah. and that. Oh, I got a contract, and it's absolute scam, and they don't know what they're getting themselves into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just be patient and be educated. Just know the red flags. Uh, if Even if that opportunity looks amazing to you still have that um i don't know the peace of mind that okay maybe i need to run it by a professional or my mentor or an attorney or whoever uh, whoever is in the same field with experience and integrity and you know and respects what you do and doesn't want you to get into bad situation so be be prepared to filter any kind of opportunity that comes your way, especially in the beginning. Yeah. So here's, a, here's another scenario, maybe the final scenario for the interview here. Let's say you, Anna, Andy okay. and I want to create a new business together. We're partners in a new performance art company that combines graffiti with music we create based on poetry that you write. And our signature is at the end of each show, we burn all the instruments and materials used in the performance in a 50-gallon drum. And I'm going to propose we name our new group, because you're an attorney, adjudicated delinquents. Okay? So what should we include in our business agreement so we're all on the same page? (laughs) Dude. You got a couple hours here. To right. Start. I know. I was going to say work through this with us. Yeah. <laughs> it's a couple. It's a couple more podcasts. <laughs> what's, your, what's your rate? Yeah. <laughs> Free advice. Well, um, first off, we should get a good fire insurance. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. There you go. That's That's a good some point. I hadn't even thought of that. That's awesome. Good, good point. Yeah. Right, and I hope we're going to do it all outside. Right, but then we need to adhere to I the zoning. I wasn't planning on that, but sure, that inside. Makes sense. <laughs> no, let's plan that outside. We should, okay. yeah, we'll okay. we'll have we will have to deal with the zoning laws of the or, mm. local ordinance, probably. Good, yep. for sure. I thought of that so, but then, um, like on a serious note, although yep. this is not really so much of a serious scenario, but it can be done, right? Sure, we, sure. we can definitely deliver that. We will have to talk about <laughs> we will have to talk about who owns every contributing piece to the end production. Mm-hmm. Would that be individual ownership or would that be joint ownership because it all goes into one production, regardless of who wrote the lyrics, I'm sorry, lyrics or music or uh, created the graffiti art and whatever. Even though I have created, let's say I have created graffiti and I created music and I mean, someone else had put the production, the stage production 
together. So someone has to do it. You did not actually include that other player who is going to put the production together. It's not going to be necessarily us. So would that other player want to be working for hire? Mm. Or would that be another piece of ownership? Right. Or are we going to just do a joint application, quote unquote, joint ownership under delinquent, whatever, who are we? Delinquent, adjudicated delinquents. (laughs) (laughs) So who will own it? Are we going to own each piece and work individually or is it going to be adjudicated delinquents who is going to own it? So that's one portion all yeah, this scenario lots, and the other, lots right? To think and, about. Right. Of course, it's going to be an LLC, and we will have to go through the operating agreement. Who is contributing what, and who is responsible for which part of the of doing business? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about so exit there is a clauses? business side of it. Hmm? Exit. Clauses. Yeah, exactly, you, and exit clauses, you, and what do we want to do with the work? Let's say if the if adjudicated delinquents uh, re- dissolve. Yeah. What happens with the work? Probably won't because okay. it is a great idea, isn't it? Of course, but what if yeah. someone buys it? Then you will probably have to transfer the copyright to someone else. Oh, yeah, there you for go. For substantial, substantial. Or wants to uh, like like Blue Man wants to take it on tour and wants mm-hmm. to hire other people to perform our stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Right, who's going to be hiring them, who's going to be paying them. So those other people, they're not going to be included in the ownership, but they will, I mean, yeah. and you can also license out your work to somebody, to another group who wants to replicate what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I say we had great advice earlier, see a mentor or someone like an attorney, Mm -hmm. just so you can get on the path right from the start, go on a straight path instead of creating something and then have to go back and change yeah. probably becomes it, more time consuming and costly change would not even change you might have to step away from that work completely forget it you know mm. or and I actually had had that happen to my son I don't remember the name of the song he he sampled oh my god it's it's on the tip of my tongue but whatever um, he sampled music and created his own, you know, the cover, kind of cover, but not really. And so whatever. And mm-hmm. he wanted to release that. I said, did you get a permission? It was, it was an amazing, amazing production. What he did mm-hmm. yeah. um, said, no, I, I tried, but I didn't. And I told him to not release it. And it's yeah, just yeah. somewhere in his, you know, his so files. he wasn't granted permission. Or he he tried, get, he reached out, he, okay. I mean, he okay. didn't do enough steps. I wanted yeah. him to go through the, through the process himself, and right. he didn't do enough steps to yeah. get the permission. But that happens a lot. I mean, you, yeah. you, either fi- you either hire a company that can get a license or permission, yeah. there's third party. That's what they do all the time. They, you know, they get licenses and, uh, for musicians. <clears throat> is that Harry, Harry Fox? They oh, no, no, this? it's not. No, no. it's not that. It, it's, it's, uh, Harry Fox is a mechanical license. But, mechanical license, right. okay, if you wanted to record it, yeah. Right. Um, but if you want to use somebody else's portion, or the someone, someone else's song portion, music in your song, you need to get the license. And I, I talked about it in the beginning. Yeah. Yep. So, 
it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sad he wasn't able to release it, but you know, he had yeah. to. You know, pract- I mean, practically speaking, um, I know that's probably, you. Pro- as a lawyer, you probably, well, that's just not practical. <laughs> People probably tell you that all the time. We're like, yeah, but that's what you're supposed to do. Anyways, uh, practically speaking, I'm thinking of like a couple artists get, getting together, you know, they're either in school or they just got out of school and they're getting together and they're doing this thing. And maybe, you know, maybe they've taken my class and I've reminded them, you should probably think about some sort of partnership agreement or something before you do that. But they're like, man, that's just, that takes time. It's a lot of work. I'm not even hundred percent sure how to do it. So let's just do that later. Um, I mean, you must, you must come across scenarios like that pretty frequently, right? Yes. Not frequently. Because that's that's usually the situation where the high school band ends up in. Oh, hmm. right. But, I see. I see. Yeah, they started just like some friends hanging out playing yes, music, right? Exactly. So you know your demographics also. It's uh, yeah. right. The teenagers. Uh, it's um, unless the parents play a big role in it. Yeah. And if they start monetizing, they start touring and it does happen rarely the parents it's okay that's that's something with that we need to pay attention to let's get a lawyer you know they're becoming big they can become they're gonna get noticed stuff like that so that's now that's a serious business it's it's kind of easier to deal with clients like that when the parents are thinking for them I don't want to sound condescending, but (laughs) I have my teenagers who are... Yeah, yeah, teenagers. It's just on a whim, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So here's a question. It's actually a real, really happened, and it happened to me. Uh, So many years ago, this is Mm -hmm. like in the early 90s, I reached out to a composer, Peter Maxwell Davies, right? And he had a piece of music composition for another instrument, and I asked for permission to arrange it for a vibraphone. He wrote back a few weeks later, said, yes, you have permission, right? His, com- his published company. So, unbelievably, I lost, that, <laughs> I lost that letter. It's somewhere here, right? We moved a few times over the years. Yeah. And say, say I find it. Say I find it today. I, whatever. We get done and I go out and I find it. Can I still pursue that? Is there a time limit on that? Or do I need to go I, back and say, hey, what, I, you, know, you it, said this. In, what's that? What does it say in the letter? Does it, does it give I, you a time limit? It gave me limit? permission. No. Okay. From what How I remember. How long ago was that? <laughs> it was in the early 90s. 30 oh. years ago. Yeah. You know I what? was five. Yeah. Just, just out of respect to yeah. like, the common cause, <laughs> Sure. I would reach back to him and say, okay, I have a letter... I'm ready to use yeah. your material in well, it's my it, music. Yeah. It's, it he, it he would be appreciated. Away, I'll, yeah. oh. right. I'll get well, yeah, I'll get I'll get his publisher. Yeah. So sure, there was a letter from the publisher or Yeah, but he permitted but I, I, I don't I don't remember. It's either him or the publisher. That big difference. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay. but just be a <laughs> decent person, which I would do anyway. Yeah. Just go back and say, Yeah, got yeah. permission here, can I can I use it? Right. Not a legal advice. It's just you know how how things <laughs> it's work. Your, it's your opinion. Lawyers gives opinion. None of Lawyers. none of this is legal advice, right? This <laughs> right. is all. Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. No, we 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 wrote, we played that at the top of the show. Yeah, exactly. Great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So we've reached the point of the interview where we ask all of our interviewees the same three questions. And mm-hmm. the first question is, uh, what advice would you give to wanting to become an entrepreneur in your art form? So I guess in this case, what advice would you give to someone who wants to become a practicing entertainment lawyer? Oh, <laughs> I feel that it's such an interesting field. Mm-hmm. And it's, this field is more interesting to me than any other I've tried. And I would not ever go back to what I've done before, even, sure. even if I had to. I really love this type of field. But it's very different. It's just be prepared to stay on, on top of Um, on top of it, there is so much information going on every time. Things change all the time. It's not necessarily... The copyright law had just recently had Mm -hmm. some changes, but it's not only that. There are so many cases that take different turns. Uh, There are so many innovations. Like, for example, in music, you know... Five minutes ago, it was one way of doing business and marketing yourself. Today, there are so many more ways. But it, I'm just using music as an example. Sure. Because, you know, and you are musicians, you've been through that. Oh, okay, now this is how we can uh, market ourselves. Because before, it was labels and uh, and uh, yeah. recording studios and publishers. But now I can be all by myself. And then as an attorney, you look at that individual independent artist also as a label and a publisher and, a, you know, and a songwriter and everything. So that's yeah. an entity in one individual artist. So yeah. it's, just, it's just such an ever-moving industry. And that's why it is so amazing and interesting and just Keep your ears open and eyes open. It's, it just changes all the time. Um, so, and learn learn your audience. Mm, yeah. Artists, I and I can say that because I I come from artists. They're very emotional, you know. They're proud and mm-hmm. yeah. It's uh, okay. So what can we do to ensure the arts are more accessible and reaching the widest possible audience? I think social media is a great outlet uh, in many ways for the exposure. Of course, it's also playing devil's advocate. It's also a way for other people to infringe upon your work. But it's, it's a great outlet for most artists, for for all artists, I would say. I mean, it depends how you use it to your advantage um, to kind of provide more opportunities and draw more eye- eyeballs on what the work is about. But also networking. Um, networking is great. Uh, just get involved in circles and create, be surrounded with people that can help you and help you to get your art out to the world. And, you know, there are so so many non-for-profit organizations, especially in our area, 
that support artists and all all kind of uh, disciplines. So, you know, that's another way. As an organization, that's another way to help artists grow. Yeah. And our last question is: What's the best artistic or entrepreneurial advice you've ever received? Uh, <clears throat> and many, not not the best. There is no one best. Um, sure. But yeah, you just I I'm open to many advices, and then I I try to incorporate what fits my style of work. Mm-hmm. Or, me you and know, I always compare, uh, uh, not compare, I was drawing like my, my son's career, or maybe even other musicians who I kind of forwarded the advice to. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, be tolerant to criticism. And um, that's one advice. Another advice educate yourself because you're, as an artist, you're born, you're born to become an artist. You didn't have a choice to be an artist. But it's your existence of your soul. Mm-hmm. But then you make a choice to make a career out of it. And when you make a choice to display your work pub- publicly, you need to educate yourself. Yeah. Do not just jump into, into this world of very hard and um, and cutthroat yeah. business. Right. Yeah, it's not it's not an easy business to be in. That's why you need to know what you're doing. Yeah. So don't be lazy. Learn, learn, and um, yes, listen to mentors. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that respect you and. Have experience and intelligence. Yeah, that's uh, that's my opinion. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, Anna, thank you so much for your time today. It's been very informative. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and, and fun too. <laughs> great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Visit artsentrepreneurshippodcast.com to learn more about our guest and how you can help support artists, the arts, and this podcast. Mm-hmm.